Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Let's Do the Right Thing in association with RadioWorks. Presented and curated by Adam Hopkinson. This is the LDTRT podcast, brought in conjunction with Passion Media and RadioWorks. It was set up to tell the story of people going it their own way in the media industries. I, myself, launched a media agency this year, Passion, to focus on fashion, entertainment and leisure verticals. And I've had loads of great advice in doing so, and indeed a lot of it from guests on this podcast. It has, however, morphed over the last couple of years, as I've become more interested in what has changed for media and marketing professionals to address changes in consumer behaviour. And whilst launching an agency, I am still on mission to gather great advice. Today, I'm with Stephanie Foxley, the digital lead at Strike Non-Alcoholic Spirits. Welcome. Hi. It's really nice to finally be with you in person. Isn't it? How about that? I mean, I'm not just saying, isn't it, because it's nice to be with me, but it's so (laughs) exciting to see you. And you made the point earlier on that you had no idea how tall we were. Because we've been talking for two years. All in Zoom world. All in Zoom world. And it's crazy. And, and, you know, I feel that I've, I've got to know you quite well over the last couple of years and for today to be the first time that we've seen you in person is is alien it's It's bonkers and I almost (laughs) forgot that was the case when I was coming in it was only when I thought about it like oh I actually (laughs) actually get to meet Adam today um so yeah hi great to be here yeah nice to finally meet you absolutely (laughs) crazy um and welcome and, and thank you for taking time out to to join me on this um, there's quite a lot I want to talk to you about, but we're going to start off talking about you. My um, favourite subject. All about you. <laughs> um, it looks like your, your career had been crafted very carefully. I mean, I think mine is more opportunistic. Um, and I think it's rather fascinating that you entered the digital space immediately by focusing on the retail optimization at the likes of Tate, developing e-commerce skills, which I assume to be on-site like optimizations at one of my favourite stores, which is Cass Art Store. Um, staying with the artisanal project at Cassandra Goad, um, which actually, there's, uh, as an aside now, I was looking at maybe you, maybe you were just going down the, uh, you know, the, the the list of brands to work out. You got Cass, then you got Cassandra. Yeah, and, <laughs> just definite trends. Yeah, in the names, easy to remember. <laughs> it is indeed. And, and then you jumped onto the the heritage brand, the House of Garrard, where where in fact we met and did some work for you. And suddenly, somehow, 14 months have whizzed by, and you're now the um, digital lead at Strike Non-Alcoholic Beverages. Gin, not gin. Gin, not gin. Vodka, not vodka. Vodka, not vodka. How's it going? It's going great. It's so nice that my career takes the appearance of being carefully crafted, (laughs) because I have to say, I've probably had more of a go-with-the-flow kind of approach, but it has landed me on my feet a few times, which has been great. And yet, now landed me at Strike, which I'm loving. Fantastic. There's um there there, there was an, there was something that I saw I read recently about Aston Martin, 
um, a heritage brand in the UK, obviously not quite as old as House of Garrard, but nonetheless heritage, and it's changing its tact to appeal to TikTok users. Mm. And I thought that was fascinating. So I wonder whether there was a a, a connection in your thinking of modernising heritage brands to then coming into a category that's launching afresh, completely anew. That's an interesting one. Probably not a conscious connection, but I think with digital, one of the fantastic things is how transferable it is. So my move into um, the strike category and the non-alcoholic category is probably more driven by me thinking about my own personal values and the kind of brands I wanted to work with. So I'd worked in luxury and heritage for quite a few years and had a fantastic time and then got to a point where I felt this isn't quite me to be selling diamonds to rich people, as fabulous as that was at the time, and wanted to do something that was a bit more about people making good choices for themselves, good choices for their health, good choices for their family. And ultimately, a non-alcohol alternative is what that is. And so that's kind of how I how I landed at Strike, I think. Well, fantastic. So it's an authentic move for you then? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely wanting to do something that I felt personally a bit more connected with. And it was, I didn't specifically look to move into the non-out category. I was just looking for something that kind of got me excited. And when I came across the opportunity at Strike, it really connected with me because I thought, that is me. I am that 30-something girl in the pub thinking, oh, I can't face a hangover tomorrow, but I don't want another pint of orange juice and lemonade. You can only do so much. You can only do so much and you're going to need to go to the loo a thousand times and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So it really sort of struck me as an interesting opportunity. Striked me, yes. Uh. That's our first pun. You know we love a pun at strike, Adam. We do. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I kind of ended up there, I think. And I'm glad you did because I've got to say that over the over the lockdown periods, our four thirty Friday gin not gin sessions were were really were a weekly highlight. So you know, thank you for that. They they were a lot of fun, but they they, they that, that I mean that was a change of behaviour for me anyway. But what I wanted to ask, what I really want to kind of get behind is how did this category appear yeah because it's not just a change for me to be doing doing that it's a wholesale change for for the public and absolutely where did it come from i mean it came out of providing a solution to that problem that we just kind of touched i think that's where the best brands and the best ideas come from is finding that solution to a problem that's already there so you're not trying to engineer a problem and then make a product to fit it's quite the opposite that We were all sitting in the pub. I mean, I wasn't there at the time the brand originated, but it was our founders that were sitting there thinking, oh, I've really, I've had a few too many big nights and I need an alternative. And Strike came from that. And I think the the key thing with Strike as well that um, is different to some of the other alternatives out there is that it is just a not gin or just a not vodka or just a not rum. So it's very easy to understand, very easy to swap it into your rum and coke or your gin and tonic my favorite's the gin and tonic so we always go for the gin and tonic chat but we've got we've got the works really um and it's re- it's interesting to see how that has evolved over time um spirits brands popping up everywhere now i think mm. non-alc spirits but if you look at the non-alc beer category i think that's very telling because that's certainly grown enormously yeah. and really become very mainstream and spirits are just in their shadow really 
will be there. But catching up. <laughs> catching up, indeed. I think um, I think the brand that shall not be named, and dun, dun, you've, dun. Now you've told me off before for doing it, <laughs> so I won't do it again. Um, they, they did a great job about establishing the category from my point of view about a non-alcoholic gym, but I do feel that their positioning is more... Middle England, mm -hmm. uh, curious. I, I sort of say so Laura Ashley kind of that sort of target, and it even Absolutely. looks like it looks like that to me. But Strike seems younger and more authentic, and potentially appealing to an audience that are more native in non-alcohol drinking. Yeah, you know, the kids of today. We've started already. <laughs> aren't, don't seem to be interested in in alcohol. They don't look for heroes that are beer drinkers or rock stars or anything like that and it's more health conscious mm. are, are you segmenting your appeal to to that sort of younger category and i don't mean under 18s <laughs> I, I mean you know the the young adults yeah i think so i mean certainly you are quite right the brand that shall not be named they invented <laughs> the category there's no getting away from that but they definitely have that kind of cozy fireside pub vibe yeah um, whereas Strike is going more for still a pub, but maybe more of a lively pub, a lively night out. Certainly a more urban environment. We've, you know, we're we're founded in London, and we're really like invested in sort of cities and city lifestyle. It's interesting to think about native not drinkers, though, because as an alcohol alternative, the question is. If you've never been interested in drinking a gin, are you going to be interested in drinking a non-alc gin? Or might you just go for a kombucha or a, some kind of other weird and wonderful opportunity? Um, so in, someone that's never drunk, I wouldn't necessarily think would go for strike. But we definitely see a lot of interest from more native flexi drinkers. So people that don't necessarily feel like alcohol is the be-all and end-all of a night out and that definitely feel that the hangover is not always worth the night before. Oh, it's not. It's not, although it's taken me a long time to learn that lesson, I have to say, <laughs> of quite a few painful morning afters and night befores. Um, but yeah, and that that's an interesting one, I think. People are definitely, there's so much conversation about health and mental health as well, very much in the zeitgeist and a really important topic that's people are talking about a lot more confidently and I think that is influencing people's drinking choices a lot more confidently than it has been in the past. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Fair enough, and 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 completely agreed, and and I'm just delighted to see that the brand is taking off and and doing what it's doing. But you you had a recent rebrand from a strike to strike, so with two <laughs> two eyes to one mind, two Ks. Indeed, the one letter changes everything. How how did that come about? It does change everything. It really changes everything in a digital world. I'm not going to lie, that was a major headache for our SEOs oh, and our was. digital campaigns and all my side of things. But it did come from a positive place. Um, just as we grow the brand and expand it internationally we had to make a little tweak to our trademark and now it's almost like a a little hidden secret we get people i was actually at um an event last week and we had a few people come up and they were like didn't you used to be yy not kk and it's almost like oh yeah you knew us back then you're like one of the ogs <laughs> um so yes it came from a positive place and hopefully has now bedded in and yeah definitely some exciting international opportunities on the horizon so hopefully that's paid off so i have a bottle of yy at home uh -huh. um and i'm not opening it and i'm going to leave it on my shelf and i'm going to be putting it on ebay and collectible exactly that's absolutely. the way it is. <laughs> absolutely well you've got a bottle of kk as well oh, now so superstar. <laughs> you can uh, have the full collection my um at home office is definitely a bit of a strike archive actually as we've Absolutely. gone well you should do the, you know, see the, the, the growth of the brand over time <laughs> it's fun it's fun um not without its challenges there's no doubt about that but um it has kept us on our toes shall we say but it's also not just gin anymore it's not what no. else we've got not rum not, not rum. vodka not vanilla vodka um and hot off the press actually are not aperitivo <gasps> wow which is incredible so i think we're going to have to switch up our friday 4:30s for that are we talking about like apparel kind of equivalent i mean i would never mention the brand oh i'm sorry so, <laughs> another brand that but may not be yes known. we are talking about that kind of equivalent oh my so gosh. so good and it is so good i mean i know every brand says their products are so good but again if you think about I'm not a rum drinker, so I really enjoy our not rum, but it's hard for me to know if it is a really great rum alternative because I've never drunk much rum in the first place. Yep. But I've certainly had more than my fair share of Aperol spritzes, shall we say. Oh, and uh, this is a really great alternative. See, it's, it's funny, you should, I'm so pleased that you're doing that because I, I haven't been drinking for a couple of years now. Mm. I'm, I'm still on dry, dry January 2020. And uh, the only thing that I really miss is Aperol. Oh, wow. Oh, the, sorry, <clears throat> brand number two that may yeah, not be named. Yeah, that kind so, of. So for you to be doing that, is a, it's really exciting. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll be first in queue online wherever I am buying it from. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely make sure we get a bottle to you to try out. I think everyone loves that kind of sundowner vibe. They're yeah. so gorgeous looking in their big glasses with the lovely orange liquid, fabulously Instagrammable, which is so important in this day and age. Absolutely. Um, so it's going to be a great one. Yeah. Well, uh, so if, if you're if you're proliferating your your, your, your brands and the the recipes and the, the the bottles that you're you're creating, which are wonderful, thank you very much for doing that. 
How are you addressing the potential pushback from the public about them buying a uh, spirit that doesn't have alcohol in it, but at a similar price yeah. as to the alcoholic brands? It's such an interesting one. There's certainly an education piece needed around it. I mean, distilled non-alcoholic spirits actually go through the same distillation process as their alcoholic counterparts. So production-wise, there's a lot of similarities. and But also, quite simply... Strike is not producing the same volumes that a lot of household alcoholic spirits are. And that's always going to have an implication on price. And I think that's it's a newer category. We're still starting out. That's going to be the case. But having said that, we are super aware of that issue. And we've certainly worked hard to bring that price down as we have increased our volumes and we've made changes to our bottle. We've just launched a really cool new bottle, which looks looks like it should be more expensive because it's the super premium lovely bottle but it's actually 40 percent less glass so less expensive and um yeah and ultimately at the end of the day there's no duty on our products so we don't want to be accused of mugging anyone off so hopefully over time that price should keep coming down but i think like any new product or new category there is a bit of a premium in the interim indeed and so as a new category, it's currently referred to, well, in, in my point of view, I may, I may not be correct here, but as like non-alcoholic spirits. Mm, when I think do, that's correct. That's when, perfect. When does it start taking on its own self-referencing category? So when, when would it not be linked to something else? That's such a good question. Oh, you can come back. And I... Favourite, I don't know favourite, guest, ever favourite guest ever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I bring you presents. I compliment your questions. <laughs> Haven't um, laughed at my jokes yet. <laughs> there's still time. There is. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if it ever will, though, because, yeah, it is directly trying to be an alternative. It is. There are products on the market that are trying to create new types of non-alcoholic drinks that aren't trying to replicate spirits. They're not trying to replicate um, alcohol. And they have their own, you know, I mentioned kombucha before, but they'll have their own names. But there is no getting away from what we're trying to do is trying to replicate something. So a non-alcoholic beer is always a non-alcoholic beer. Um, a veggie mm. chicken burger it's is always going to be yeah. a veggie chicken burger. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because it's about providing choices and we're not that's not something we're running away from no definitely no no shame in being an alternative I no, think. no not, not at all and perhaps even something that you can develop further i mean mm. i wonder whether there's there's movement in the the category to to change further what you're doing and to say i don't know like gin cord non-gin cordial or yeah or like an instant so you know to take the take the water out of the product so yeah. have a more concentrated there, um, there are a couple of there are a couple of innovative products out there that do things like that. Actually, I think if I was putting my money on the next move for the category, it would be functional gins. So, adding in like CBD, huge buzzword, getting that in there. Huge buzz from CBD. Huge buzz. Get your buzz from there, <laughs> and perhaps adaptogens and things. So, um, herb. I mean, I'm not the expert on this, but herbs and what have you, or other ingredients that can give you that buzz and give you some kind of additional benefits and feelings in a non-alcoholic product. That's where I think, yeah, I think that's where we're headed. Oh, we certainly look forward to seeing that happening. Mm. The um, Funny, the, the, the buzz that you talk about, I, I get 
a buzz from the Strike Gin. Mm. Um, it has a particular bite to it. And yeah. it, and it I, I mean, I love it. I'm not just saying that because you're right in front Thank of you. me and staring daggers at me. <laughs> but the um, it, it I, I love the gin, and and, it, and it, I don't know whether it's something that I'm actually actively enjoying or something that I'm hoodwinking myself into thinking mm. that I've had a gin and tonic which I really enjoy. So. Thank you for, for making it because they, they are wonderful. But one thing I would tell you about the behavioural change that I've noticed in myself with it is because it has the taste that it does and it's, you know, the, 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 the bite and you, you feel some kind of sense of reward. I know that there's no alcohol in it, so I'm using it in a slightly different way. I, use, I, I drink Strike Gin and Tonic as a post-workout reward. Because it feels oh. that it's refreshing. It feels that it's something that's that's delivering a, a bit of a celebration for having done something. But there's absolutely no way that I would ever consider having a gin and tonic, having got out of the gym or having got out back from a run, etc. But it's slightly different what you have. Yeah. So I wonder whether as a new category, you're seeing different consumption behaviours from your customers. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea of using it as a post-workout treat. I definitely relate to that treat factor i think it's great for when you want i know when i first was looking at strike before i was actually working at strike i um would have it as a sort of five o'clock treat but on a monday when i wouldn't have had a gin and tonic mm. otherwise you're absolutely right so i definitely think it brings out more moments i think it also um allows people to stay part of moments that they might have felt they otherwise would go home from the party or skip the pub trip because they were going to have to drive or they had a big meeting the other day. So it's definitely about giving people choices and creating an inclusive feeling. But I I love the post-workout idea. Mm. Um, I can definitely see, I can see myself doing that as well. The refreshing. It's exactly that. And, you know, Mm. and and that is one of the things that I love about gin and tonic anyway, that refreshing feeling. But, to have it at such a, a a moment where you are where you're exhausted and depleted, mm. and it feels that it's replacing everything. So yeah. you know, there you go. And I think the placebo effect, which is undeniable, again with an alternative product, there is that placebo effect that you still feel. Oh, like you've used the phrase hoodwink. Like, am I hoodwinking myself into? Yeah. Oh, this is a gin. This is not gin. Um, I think that's very real, though. That placebo effect of psychologically thinking yeah i've had my little treat i'm good i'm good it is very much a treat um <laughs> so the what one thing i've been thinking about recently is the, the being on dry january 2020 still and it's so impressive it's, it's not entirely self-chosen um <laughs> there, there were various um runs that i'd signed up to over the last two years that were just moving back slowly and you know, my training is that you know that I, I can't stop and start so i have to keep going and heading to the run so as they moved back my 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 non-drinking stayed with me but I think the, the, the stresses and strains that the last two years particularly have put on a lot of people will have changed a lot of drinking behaviour. Um, and, you know, previously for myself, you know, I'd, I would enjoy a drink as a stress reliever at the end of the week, etc. Have you seen a, I don't know, an increased adoption in the category over the last two years of people might be taking more care of themselves and more aware that... Absolutely, absolutely. I think those heady days of lockdown one i mean we all went a bit nuts didn't we the weather was great we were making banana bread like <laughs> like we'd never made it before You've been spying on me <laughs> exactly and um, we were all doing joe wicks do you remember joe wicks i, I did it once <laughs> and we were all drinking a lot myself yeah. included as i say um i think everyone was drinking a lot 
And we probably thought we, it was a short haul, you know, this old pandemic and that things would mm. go back to quote unquote normal quite quickly. And I think what we saw was by the time lockdown two and three came along, that was where the change in people's habits was. That was where people were um, recognising that they didn't want to fall into the same traps yep. that they had done the first time around. They were almost preparing themselves to to be at home and have their comforts, have their treats, have their placebo effect to get them through, mm -hmm. but without the negative effects of alcohol. Because however fun it is to get a bit boozed every now and then, there's no denying it's not that great for you. Um, but we have, interestingly, I mean, we're talking digital, um, from my side of things, we see a really strong cohort of loyal, loyal strike adopters from that period. It's almost like strike was what got them through those days and now they are strike fans for life so that that's definitely interesting i think are, are you using them or working with them and helping them get their story out i mean are you going to the wider public and th th there's a secondary question in here that given that you're not part of the category it's, it's interesting me for, to be considering but how are you helping the uk's consumption of alcohol are you addressing it as there potentially being an issue there? The, the... Yeah, that's an interesting question as well. I think it's it's quite a sensitive one, isn't it? People's choices around alcohol can be incredibly personal. So I think it would be unlikely that we would sort of go to our customers and ask them to share that. But they they are fantastic advocates for us. If people love Strike, I mean, we see them sharing their recommendations. And I think within the non-drinking um, community... I mean, the internet is a fantastic, for all its downfalls, it's a fantastic place for creating sub-communities yeah. and niche communities. And we see that with non-drinking in particular and people recommending drinks to one another, sharing their stories of their own accord. And that, that's been great. I think for Strike, we are not anti-alcohol. We are pro balance and options and so I wouldn't necessarily suggest to someone that they should cut back on their drinking what I would want to do is once someone has made that choice provide an excellent option yep. that's readily available for them and it is indeed an excellent option mm. um okay that, that that's great because I I feel that the you know, the some of the things that we were seeing in, in, you know, in the reporting of people's behavior in lockdown was that alcohol was being completely stripped out of supermarkets yeah and, drinking was going crazy so for you to be offering an alternative at a time where people are potentially being more sensitive to drinking more is is great exactly i think people will make the choices they want to make i think it would be a hard task for me as a digital marketer to you know really create a massive change in someone that it needs to adjust their alcohol habits i think there will be a lot of factors at play there, but perhaps Strike can influence that a little bit or perhaps it can make it easier for them to make that change. Um, and that's that's what we would hope to do. Okay, so the so new category, um, new launches within the, the new category and new categories and new launches attract new behaviours. Mm. Um, what does that mean for how you connect with your customers and for people who are adopting the non-alcoholic spirit? Yeah, well, the big relevant behavior change that we're all going through at the moment i mean never mind 
um, what happened two years ago where we all had to stay at home and get drunk. Hospitality is back now. Yeah. I mean, could not be bigger for the drinks industry. So that's where we're at right now. We're branching out into pubs, restaurants, cocktail bars, and we're able to reach a whole new audience through that way. I think the way Strikes developed has been a bit backwards for a drink brand, really, because typically a brand would start in the bar and that's your opportunity yep. to try it and then think, oh, I like that. I'm going to pick up a bottle in the supermarket. Thanks to the pandemic, we've had to do that completely on our heads. So, yes, now we're able to get out there and people can try a not gin and tonic when they've driven to a pub or people who are having a baby shower can still have a non-alcoholic porn star martini. They don't just have to sit and watch while all their guests... That must be the worst thing. If you're having a baby shower, everyone's getting drunk around you <laughs> and you're just drinking soda water and lime. No, with Strike, you can now have the same cocktails. So that's our really exciting new channel. So I, I, I see that change and then it appearing in bars and things, but is, is, is there something that we need to be aware of as, as media people that, that, that channels potentially of connecting with those consumers that might be different from a, an alcohol brand? So, for example, I mean, you, you mentioned um, Instagramming earlier mm. on, and yeah, I can completely get that. I completely see that. Is that something that is more important now to you over potential non-named gin brand? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Very subtle issue around the digital space, actually, is the regulate advertising and marketing regulations haven't actually caught up with the fact that this non-alcoholic category exists. So there's still a lot of restrictions. You're still subject to alcohol kind of advertising. Still subject to the right? same regulations, which I hope will change, I think will change, but it is definitely a barrier at the moment. Having said that, I think those communities that I was talking about earlier and influencers, I know influencer marketing can be a bit of a dirty word, but I'm not talking about the... Towie type influencers, although I love Towie as much as the next girl. Believe me, I really do. But those people that are really putting their experiences out there, I think there's a lot more people talking about how much they love a non-alcoholic alternative than, um, you know, saying that they've got boozed up the night before and this is the best, whatever. Um, so that's a great... But yeah, I think what I would really like to see and what I would hope to see is the... Um, regulations catching up with the category because that will open a lot more channels for uh, us. Uh, uh, absolutely, and I, I'm surprised that it hasn't. But and it's interesting to hear that. Um, are, are you? Uh, so one of the things I'm particularly interested in in the last two years, everything changed. You know, money changed, the way people's behaviour at work changed, going to work, your your the complete makeup of your day changed. Um, and you within that have launched a category that that is inciting a behavioural change. What I want to hear about is how do how are your supporting agencies coping with that change and are they on top of it? And it's not meant to be pointing anybody in mm. particular, but I, I want to see how the the ad world is coping with the changes that, that you're kind of forcing. I think it is causing... We're having to encourage our agencies and our partners to pivot much more than they probably would be used to with a more established category. Um, so we have, over the past years, notwithstanding the rebrand that we've been through, we've been constantly moving our pricing strategy to bring it down so it's more accessible to people to democratise that. 
we had to fight off a whole bunch of new competition into the category so that changes your strategy as well we've been adjusting that messaging for is it an at-home drinker is it an out-of-home drinker so yeah I would say the flexibility and the pivoting we've probably pushed our agencies to their limit and I think they have risen to the challenge but it is still a challenge and there's a lot of test and learn involved with those pivots because they don't all pay off. You know, you might think, okay, we need to go after the cocktail audience. And then you realise, oh, actually, people can't be bothered to make cocktails at home. What they really want to make is rum and coke. So we need to go after coke drinking audiences or Mm. things like that. And there's the only way you can really, in something so new, the only way you can really get to the bottom of that is by testing and learning and doing it rapidly. Because there have been times when all the data has shown that some campaign should do X yep. and you put it live and it does Y. Yeah. And so you've just got to be nimble. Totally. And it's not just business as normal. No, no, no. no. And, I, and I'm pleased to hear that, 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 that you're getting that support and that, that, that. It is, it is challenging though. I think it involves, if I compare it to, you know, my previous role where we first met, was um, working in high-end jewellery and a much longer tail purchase decision and a much different price point and a slower pace to an extent. Um, Certainly a slower pace of that purchase decision, not necessarily a slower pace in the business. Um, To working now where people are, it's a real, right, in the minute, add to basket. Yeah. You know, am I going to get this? Am I not going to get it? Can I get it cheaper on Amazon? Can I get it from Tesco? Should I buy it direct from you? Price price comparison shopping, looking at competitors, like how big is the product? Is it 70 CL? Well, actually, I only want to try a 10 CL sample to begin with. And all of those factors, it's, it's um, yeah, it's a quick moving beast. And where is this quick moving beast moving to? What's next for Strike? You, you've already given Strike? given a secret away, which I'm so excited about. Yes, that's <laughs> our that's our top secret. Well, uh, global domination. Okay, to absolutely. be perfectly yeah. honest, as I say, we Planet did Strike exactly Planet Strike. Here we come. We did go through all that pain of the rebrand so that we could move into the states. In particular, we've signed with a distributor in the US, which is super exciting. Um, and so, yeah, I think a lot of focus is expanding into those other markets. Um, things are going great in the UK, but we're a little island. We're, we're mighty, but we're little. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're going to get the strike word out overseas. Uh, yeah, you won't be able to miss it. Oh, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Let's Do the Right Thing in association with Radio Works, the UK's largest independent radio advertising agency. Let's Do The Right Thing is a Maple Street Creative production, devised and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 